Hello and welcome to another episode of Cranky Talk, a show for av geeks and non-av geeks alike. We continue to tackle everything happening in the aviation world in the time of COVID, and this week we're going to talk about airline meltdowns. Uh, these seem to be happening a lot lately. You are occasionally very observant, Dave. They <laughs> they have, and it is ridiculous. So we'll talk about all that today. And before we get into this, I want to announce that I am commandeering the sponsor spot this week. That sounds pretty aggressive. Why? Well, because we need to talk about the 2022 Cranky Network Awards. But we'll do that later in the show. So, which meltdown do you want to start with? The fact that you even have to ask that shows just how bad things have been. Yeah, don't I know it. Well, if you don't, you're probably going to know it when you go on your trip next week. <laughs> please, please do not jinx me. Oh, I'm you'll already be very fine. I'm very nervous about this. You'll be fine, I'm sure. Don't worry. But uh, but this is a good time maybe to give a note to our listeners. We are skipping the next episode. No Thanksgiving episode. Um, also because Dave will be gallivanting around Europe. Uh, there will be much meandering and some traipsing, but uh, I'm not sure about gallivanting. We'll we'll have to see. I'll check back later on that. All right. Well, you can report back in the next podcast, which will be a couple weeks after that. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Anyway, let's get back to the point here. Uh, I guess let's start at the beginning of the summer. That seems like so long ago. It was so long ago, and. Uh, you know, after a dead January and February, things started to pick up at spring break. Uh, let, let, here, let's put it this way. According to Sirium data, before the pandemic in January 2020, there were a little over 25,000 commercial flights departing from U.S. airports every day. One year later, in January 2021, that was down to 14,000. Yikes. Yes, but may 2020 was around 7,000 so 14,000 sounds like a victory so you know <laughs> we'll we'll go with that we, we hit quintuple digits Yay. uh but then things really took off so march was over 17,000 and then in june summertime uh june schedule had more than 21,000 scheduled flights and it stayed in that general range ever since Okay, so there were a lot of flights that ramped up quickly, and so that's why it's why it melted down. And that's it. Thanks for listening this week. <laughs> Will nope. I mean, so sort of yes. It, it's not like this was a huge surprise. The the airlines were planning for this to happen for some time. Uh, the the ramp up, the end of the pandemic, or at least easing of the pandemic. Um, and you know these meltdowns haven't been entirely out of the blue, like. There's always some external catalyst going on here. So in June, we had the big ramp up, um, but then some summer weather hit and, you know, failures by the airlines to get ramped up quickly enough led to some of those early troubles like Southwest. Southwest didn't have a great June. Um, American didn't have a good time into July. You know, we, we there, there, there were just a lot of these issues. All right. All right, but hold, hold on. So uh, I don't remember hearing this summer's weather was anything out of the ordinary. No, it wasn't. Well, you know, the new ordinary with climate change. But yeah. yeah. But trying to figure out exactly what was going on was kind of hard because the airlines weren't really forthcoming about this. So, yes, there there wasn't 
a ton of concerning weather, but things were still running into issues. And then the end of July is when it really fell off the rails uh, at Spirit in particular, American as well, but really Spirit. Okay. So what was this disaster? Was someone working for the airline sat in the middle seat on the last row and realized it was torture? <laughs> what the? Dave throwing the spirit shade, man. Listen, listen. I'm not listening to you. It's not a, it's not a good seat. Mm, well, all right. Well, you wouldn't know because you haven't sat there. Probably you were, you're fancy, very fancy man. Yes, that's me. Yeah. No, uh, no. I mean that that may have also happened, but that did not cause the trouble. Uh, there, there were weather issues. It hurt Spirit's operation, uh, and it kept trying to recover on the fly and and keep things moving, but it, it couldn't. It quickly lost track of its crews, and then it went into the doom spiral, and it, it took over a week to get back to normal. The doom spiral. Mm, yeah, that sounds very ominous. Uh, <laughs> How do you lose track of your crews, uh, you know, and thus enter the spiral of doom? This, this seems very upsetting. It, it is upsetting. Probably not more upsetting to uh, anyone than the people stuck in an airport in Florida for days on end. Yeah. Uh, but so what happens is, you know, you have this weather disruption or some disruption and uh, a whole bunch of the crews end up out of place because whether it's diversions or just canceled flights, whatever it might be, um, at some point it gets bad. The right thing to do is shut it down, reset, take a couple of days of pain, but then just kind of put it back together. Um, but if you keep trying to fix the situation as you go, then th- this is what I call the doom spiral. I don't think this is a real thing, but it's what I call it. Anyway, uh, the more you try the worse it gets and spirit kept failing to get its act together. And then things just kept getting worse. It, it just took so long before they were able to reset the thing. Yeah. I can't even imagine uh, being in the middle of that as my job. My God, could you imagine that's nope. the worst job in the world when that's happening? Yeah. Like you're sitting here trying to, to, you know, take buckets full of water and it's like a torrential downpour and it's not doing any good. Um, but also things don't get to be this bad if you have more reserve, more crews, more buffer, all that kind of stuff. So is that part of the problem here too? Do they need more people? Yeah. So it's funny because you assume you can never have too many people, right? It's costly. So you don't want that. But if you have more people, it's more buffer. But the thing is that that's not always the case. You have to balance it properly and it has to fit into your operation. I mean, if if you're Spirit and you have an enormous operation in Fort Lauderdale and you say, you know, we're just going to have a bunch of crews in Los Angeles. Well, that's not going to do any good. Right. So um, so they have to figure out the magic mix. Um, I, I can't say for sure that Spirit should have had more people on board, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, it, it, it couldn't have hurt. And, and also, you know, there's the question of, well, the other option is you could just try to fly less, um, give yourself more slack. There, there are a lot of different things you could do. All right, so that was the summer. Let's uh, get into some more recent history here and why we're talking about this. Oh, yes. There, there were three meltdowns in October alone. Yes, only three. Yeah. It was, yeah. All right, we'll talk about that after the break. Okay, Dave, it's time to talk about the 2022 Cranky Network Awards, which will be held in person in Pasadena, California, on February 24th. 
Uh, it's been a bit since we did that. Uh, uh, is there an update? Have you given up completely? Oh, please, of course I haven't. The airline network planning teams, man, they deserve to be recognized for their good work, especially in the last couple years. So this is happening, and I do have an update. We've been hard at work getting sponsors on board, and I am very pleased to say that we have three new ones to join Ontario International Airport. We are excited to welcome Landline, Southern Airways Express, and the Air Current. All right, that's a pretty good lineup. I know about the Air Current, uh, John Osror's uh, publication, but what's Landline? I've actually written about them a couple of times. Uh, that's the company that considers itself a regional airline partner that doesn't fly airplanes. You've written about them? Where? <laughs> crankyflyer.com so what do they do uh well, they have uh buses vans and cars and they treat them like flights uh they connect people into other airline flights and it's sold by the airlines as if it were a flight and so far they work with sun country out of minneapolis st paul and uh, united out of denver okay yeah that rings a bell now uh i think i remember liking this idea but <laughs> <laughs> multimodal man <laughs> sure but uh southern airways express uh do they actually fly airplanes yes they do indeed <laughs> they fly tiny little airplanes as a matter of fact uh, but they have operations all over the U.S., including their Mokalele branded flying in Hawaii. Okay, very cool. So uh, you may actually pull this off. Was there ever any doubt? No. Right answer. But we are still open to a few more sponsors if companies are interested. Just send a note to cna-sponsor at crankyflyer.com and we'll be in touch. All right. What about people who want to buy tickets to the actual event? Uh, yes, well, we aren't there yet. In, in fact, we're not sure how many tickets will be available at all. Uh, there's really only so many people we can have in the room, so we'll need to see how many invited guests fill the place up before deciding if we're able to sell to the general public and how many tickets. Okay, and you'll just keep people updated here? Sure, and on the blog, of course. But if people want to get the information first, they should go to crankyflyer.com slash notify. And they can add their email to a mailing list right there for updates. So why were there three meltdowns in October? Uh, you'd think that this would get better after the peak summer travel season. You mean only three meltdowns in October? Yes, I suppose it could have been worse. There could have been four or five or six or seven That's or eight right. meltdowns in October. Well, it, uh, so, all right, in a normal year, yes, it, travel definitely falls off after the summer, but this is also not a normal year. Um, like October is actually, I mean, I, I didn't look at actual completion, but it was scheduled to have more departures than June this year. Uh, and uh, like that's just because things have been so depressed, so it just keeps improving as each month goes by. Yeah, we had the Delta variant that caused things to sag, but that really just slowed it. It kind of flatlined it, and, and it wasn't a plunge. So it just stayed there, and now it start coming up again here from, from these lows. Sure. Um, all right, so we get into October. The Delta variant is waning, and people decide to just take full advantage of that crisp fall weather <laughs> and uh, diminishing daylight. That's part of it. Uh, <laughs> look at it this way. The Sunday of Columbus Day weekend had more Southwest departures scheduled than any other day this year up to that point. All right. And that's when Southwest melted down. Coincidence? Right? I think not. 
but yes, yeah. it was. Uh, <laughs> and, and this is another one that weather was the trigger. Um, this time there's also an ATC staffing problem. It was all Florida. I mean, it's always Florida, isn't it? So, uh, but you combine all that uh, with staffing issues and whatever else it might be, it puts Southwest into a pretty bad place. Uh, it also seems like there were some questionable operational decisions uh, that just made it worse and, you know, then not having spare crews, all that. Yep. Uh, all that fuel to the fire. So uh, what should have happened here? Mm. Well, it's easy for us armchair quarterbacks to say, obviously. But the, the thing that stands out to me is that Southwest is really a totally different airline than it used to be, if you look at it from a network perspective. I mean, it added well over a dozen new cities during the pandemic, which seems crazy. Um, and it's continued to build a more connection-heavy network than it had in the past. There are fewer flights these days because of the pandemic. Even in some of the busiest markets, you just see a lot less. Um, and some of these new markets are just don't have a lot of flights in the first place, and they rely heavily on connections. So that just sort of changes how things work a little bit. And you should have a different type of operating model than in the past, but it doesn't really feel like there's been a big adaptation from Southwest and that makes it easier for things to fall apart. And that's, you know, from the, the armchair perspective from the outsider, I'm, I'm sure those on the inside will have a different view of that, but that's what it looks like to me. Okay. So now mm. the, the juicy part. Mm. So what about this whole thing about the vaccine protests? Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> that. Well, look, there have been, Plenty of rumors going around that, you know, the Southwest pilots all walked off the job and ruined the airline's operation because they were protesting the vaccine mandate. Something about some guy named Brandon. Anyway, it's possible. That it is. It is possible that this happened with a few people that they were doing some protest and just decided to, you know, acquire a cough that day or something and, and not show up. Uh, but that hasn't been confirmed. No one has actually said they've done that. If they're doing it, they're just kind of hiding behind the scenes anyway. But that wouldn't have been the huge impact here, uh, or at least it doesn't look that way. If, if anything, that would just be another thing that would have thrown on the pile. But I don't think that's really a, a primary cause. Uh, acquire a cough. I'm going to I'm going to use that. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to use that someday. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, but that's not what loud people on the internet and a certain Dodgers relief pitcher said. Mm, yes. Well, look, let's not talk about that anymore. My blood pressure is <laughs> high enough. There's, there's a lot of misinformation in the world, and let's just leave it at that. All right, and we are fighting all that misinformation here, one niche podcast at a time. Mm -hmm. um, Preach. Yeah, okay, so the next meltdown was sky west right yes and this was not related to having too few employees okay so let's back up a bit who exactly is sky west <laughs> this is a fair point dave uh you have actually probably flown the airline uh, so sky west is an enormous regional carrier that flies under the main airline brands and i can't stress they're huge uh, but they fly as american eagle Delta Connection, and United Express, also for Alaska. So when things go down at SkyWest, it messes up kind of everyone. All right. So big yikes. What happened there? Uh, well, this one was a tech issue. 
So in the uh, airline's quarterly financial update, it, it actually gave some pretty interesting detail. It sounds like there was some kind of hack into Southwest Systems, and, and they found some malware. Um, and so they removed it, but then like during the process, they messed something up, and the servers went down. Someone probably just like kicked the cord and unplugged it. I don't know what what happened, but it, it wasn't great. great. That's for sure. Uh, they were able to get it back up eventually, but they they couldn't release flights using computers. They had to do all this stuff manually as a giant mess, um, and so it had to cancel a ton of flights over uh, just a couple of days. Okay, so I'm sure that sucked if you were traveling, but it's otherwise not that interesting. It sounds like a one-off problem. IT stuff happens all the time. Yeah, it definitely seems that way in one sense, but we've seen IT problems before. Uh, yeah. Delta had, a, I think, a couple of them. I mean, there are always these things that poke their heads. But, yeah, this one, if it, hand, if it happened as a one-off, it, it just would have been its its own thing but now because we have all these different meltdowns going on it doesn't really matter what the cause was it's, it just adds another data point to the long-running narrative that airlines cancel a bunch of flights and we can't trust them and everything's horrible and all that sure the compound effect people are coming around to me mm -hmm. um <laughs> and that brings us to american airlines to complete the october trifecta oh it sure does so American, uh, like Southwest, again decided to try and blame the weather. But unlike Southwest, it gave more detail. Uh, so I, I will thank them for that, that we have at least a pretty clear narrative on this one now, I think. Um, so what happened? A, f a few days before the meltdown, there were really high winds in Dallas. And when that happens, they have to use the cross runways, different runways. And that means they can operate a lot fewer flights than normal uh, in any given hour. Um, so when that happens, DFW turns into a giant mess, no surprise there. Um, and so American had to delay and cancel all over the place um, in DFW, flights to and from, just a, a big mess. Throwing some East Coast storms into the mix, and uh, then you know a couple days later, American had already kind of burned through its reserve crews, and um, that seemed to hold together until Saturday. And that's when they started running out of flight attendants. So how how exactly do you run out of flight attendants? Oh well, the flight attendant machine broke. No, you don't. Okay. All right. All right. Well, you you don't you don't really run out of flight attendants. They're still there. They just run out of time. Okay. Um, so uh, apparently, an American's contract uh, with their flight attendants, they have a monthly maximum of ninety hours uh, that they would have had to work in October if asked to work that much. And as I understand it, they can go over that, but they don't have to. They, they can accept those assignments. Um, so remember, that Saturday when it all went to hell, that was October 30th. So we're at the end of the month. And American apparently had just burned through so much, they had to rely on the flight attendants being willing to, being willing to work over their maximum. And it sounds like more than usual wouldn't do that. And so, they, yeah. All right. So they can just arbitrarily decide to do that on mass. Well, not, not really on mass. That, that, that would be an illegal job action. <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe not the best plan, but on Saturday, the union did put out a memo, uh, which okay. we'll th uh, throw it into the show notes, throw the link there. Uh, so, you know, it was couched as a reminder that quote, 
as a reserve flight attendant, you will not be required to accept an assignment that would take you over your monthly maximum. All right. That seems reasonable. It does on the surface. Of course, the airlines know they can usually expect a certain number of people to pick up trips at the end of the month, especially if there's premium pay involved, which there often is if they're about to melt down. Uh, and so if a whole lot of them decide not to pick up the trips, like a whole lot more than what American expected, and then you combine that with those weather disruptions, then it all just kind of falls apart. It's this house of cards. Okay. So what's the solution here? I don't know. Oh wait, that's what we do here. Well, yeah, you're the uh, you're the uh, expert here. You're I the... am most definitely not an airline <laughs> operations expert, but I play one on podcasts. Um, well, look, if if this falls into the category of being a labor action, there isn't a great solution because American can take them to court, but from what I've seen so far, this doesn't seem like there's any evidence of coordination or anything like that, and, and that only helps after the fact anyway, just prevents it from happening again. Uh, but, y- you know, maybe American has more internal information about this. So I'm sure they do. Uh, but in the end, it, it means a ton of flights are canceled and that's always a higher risk at the end of the month. So y- you could have more people. Uh, but again, if you build your model on something and then it doesn't turn out as you had planned, then that's a tough one. All right, cool. So Thanksgiving and Christmas happen to be towards the end of the month. Mm, they sure do. <laughs> yeah, they, they are inconveniently timed. I think American has asked the government to change that. Oh, great. Um, yeah, look, and travelers are actively worrying about this right now, and they should be because of the track record. Now, airlines do tend to bulk up staffing, offer more premium pay, whatever, during the holidays when they can. They just they know that this is really important. Um, and American said it brought back 1,800 flight attendants this month, and it's got another 600 next month. It, you know, they're they're going to be bulking up that way. Okay, so brought them back from where? <laughs> oh, from 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 the beyond. <laughs> right. They they were brought back from leave. So, right. Remember the whole payroll support program where the government agreed to pay airline employee salaries for well over a year. Yes, that was a lot of money, and it uh, kept getting renewed. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, yeah, it had a really big flaw in it. It <laughs> didn't require airlines to actually keep the employees working. <laughs> they they double-dipped, so they offered a bunch of leave packages and early retirement, and they didn't have to replace people that retired early. They, they had to keep paying them, um, but, you know... <laughs> There's whatever. Anyway, a ton of people took them up on that offer, some more than others. And the airline still collected like all the values of their salaries from the government and, and paid them. But, you know, they're not active. So now when you actually need people to work, it's you have to bring them back. You have to get them trained and make them current and all this stuff. And so that's kind of where we're at. All right. So that all seems uh, like a mistake. No kidding. My God. <laughs> It shouldn't have required – well, I should say the air, the deal should have required airlines to keep their airlines in a ready state. Like Everyone should have been able to bounce back quickly, but they, they didn't. I mean that was the whole point of paying these salaries is like you keep them, you're able to bounce back and save the economy or something. But it didn't happen, and here we are. 
Yeah, well, not all heroes wear capes. Uh, sometimes they podcast. Uh, so should everyone be concerned about the holidays? Did you just call yourself a hero? I feel like I that's didn't say that. Aggressive. Some people, people are people have said that. I haven't oh, said that. I don't know. Some people. Many this people is, say. This is like the <laughs> argument I have with my son. Some people say. Yeah. All right. What were we talking about? Oh yeah. <laughs> Are we concerned about the holidays? Brett, are you personally concerned about the holidays? Well, no, because I'm not flying anywhere. But <laughs> we have we have the family coming in. Uh, but I, yeah, I would be, honestly. Because we this is the track record right now. And look, I don't really expect things to fall off the rails. But what if there's a giant nor'easter? And, you know, that throws them into the abyss again. I mean, it always causes a localized problem and, and can be bigger depending on how big a storm is. Um, but, you know, they've shown lately that they're not capable of recovering as fast as they should be. And so you never know what Mother Nature has in store. Like, I mean, if, I, if I'm booked to get on an airplane, I wouldn't worry too much about it. But I would have it in the back of my mind since it keeps happening. And for travelers, you know, maybe think about, fly nonstop as much as you can or book with longer layovers and, or try and go a couple days early, any, anything like that. I mean, that's helpful, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's unreasonable for people to be worried. Okay. There, there's gotta be some kind of solution here to prevent this. If there is, I don't know it. There, you can't prevent it. You can, you can maybe improve upon it, but there, there are always so many moving parts around this and you know, short of bringing people back fully, simplifying the operation, and um, making sure there's no weather, <laughs> there's only so much that can be done. <laughs> but there is one thing that I would like to see happen, and it involves the government stepping in. That is uh, not something you generally suggest for this industry. No, not usually. But look, at some point, the airlines screw it up enough that it's time for the government to come and do something. Okay, so what's your suggestion? I think the Department of Transportation should require all airlines to participate in a reaccommodation plan. So if any airline has any operational failure and they can't get you where you're going within a certain amount of time, then that airline should have to put you on another airline, even if it's weather or something outside of the airline's control. Uh, and those airlines all have to participate by accepting those tickets at like a fair predetermined settlement rate. And it, it won't fix airline operations, but it would at least help people get where they're going. Yeah, I like that idea. I mean, I'd much rather the airlines just learn to operate well, but that seems like it's probably asking too much. Thanks for tuning in to Cranky Talk. We'll be back with more deep dives and helpful tips for these turbulent times. And one last time, let's talk about the 2022 Cranky Network Awards. If you want to inquire about a sponsorship, send a note to cna-sponsor at crankyflyer.com. And if you want to be on the list to learn more about individual ticket sales, go to crankyflyer.com slash cna notify. And if you'd like to be a sponsor, let us know. Email us at advertise at crankyflyer.com. And please remember to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. This helps others find our podcast. And I'd like to give a very special shout-out to Nick Pajisco, five-star review, great show, very informative and funny, especially love Dave. Nope. Thanks, thanks, nope. Nick. Thanks, Not Nick. True. Enjoy Completely the shout-out. Paid for this. 
But whatever. I'm here to give the people what they want. No, that's not true. (laughs) All right. If you have suggestions for what you'd like us to cover in a future show, let us know via email at info at crankyconcierge.com. Or you can find us on Twitter or Facebook at Cranky Concierge. If you're looking for the top daily airline news stories, you can subscribe to Cranky Daily at crankydaily.com.